2: 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, three, three, nine, nine, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Three, three, nine, nine, Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast.
1: Welcome to our three of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thanks so much for being here with us. To recall or not to recall, that is the question that faces California voters in this recall election. And we have both the the overall recall story to get into with you, but also an ugly incident that happened yesterday with uh, Larry Elder, friend of the show, great guy, very widely liked and respected in conservative media circles. And he's doing, he's doing well. He's doing well in this recall effort. In fact, right now, uh, he would be the next, if Gavin Newsom were recalled, he'd be the next governor of California. Now, before we talk about the ugly incident, which Clay and I want to break down for you in a moment, let's just put into the context what's happening right now in California. It's a state that Democrat policies over the last 20 years or so has just driven into the ground. You have a lot of people who are leaving, who are moving. A lot of the Texans listening right now are thinking, yeah. Don't California or Texas, right? Because they know a lot of people have left the Golden State for other places. They're moving to Nevada. They're moving to Idaho, to Texas. Some of them moving to Florida, other places around the country. Because the taxes are super high. The government is dysfunctional. The streets are filthy. The homeless problem is out of control. The crime is rising. And people are just living in this lunatic lifestyle liberalism delusion And we know that right now you're thinking, oh, it's a blue state. But you have to remember, there are millions of registered Republicans in the state of California, too. One of the largest uh, audiences we have here on this show is in for one single market is is our affiliate KEIB in Los Angeles. We have other very wonderful affiliates in California as well. Uh, But the point here being there are a lot of folks who are suffering who aren't responsible who are trying to fight against these policies at the state level so what's the likelihood that gavin newsom gets recalled the most recent polling shows i was just checking in the last hour that he's got a pretty good if you believe the polls now a lot of these polling companies are going to be favorable to him for a lot of reasons if you believe the polls he looks to have a seven eight point advantage because here's how the recall works just so you all know If he gets less than 50 percent support, whoever gets the most votes from the recall becomes the next governor. So if Newsom fails to get essentially a vote of confidence of 51 percent or more over 50 percent, then whoever has the most votes of the candidates on the slate becomes the next governor. Larry Elder's support right now is something like maybe 25 percent, something along those lines of those who are likely uh, likely voters in the state of California. Clay, we're going to talk about the assault on Larry in a second, but just first, to me, one of the problems here is that California, they, they recalled Gray Davis and replaced him with Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger ran into the buzzsaw of state employee unions and the teachers' unions and was not able to do, and, and also is kind of a, a lib to begin with. Uh, the problem isn't actually Gavin Newsom in California. The problem is the Democrat Party's one-party control of California And I think that that's unfortunately not going to change no matter what this recall effort shows.
2: I think that's the challenge. And it's interesting where I live here in Nashville, Buck, we are surrounded by people who have fled California. I mean, massive numbers of people have just relocated. And I know there's a lot of you out there listening who are in. I thought this I don't know if you saw this, Buck, where people are moving in 2021 so far. Uh, we ran through a little bit of this list I think on Monday I was, I was kind of running through But it's such a fascinating list Because obviously nowhere in California Are people moving But listen to some of these cities Orlando, Florida Las Vegas, Nevada Denver Savannah, Georgia Dallas Tampa Austin Nashville Fort Myers And West Palm Beach It's basically Tennessee Texas And Florida People are fleeing states and regions where there's no lockdown freedom, and they're moving to places where there is freedom. And so a big part of this Larry Elder situation, I think, and you mentioned how many people are Republicans in California. It's a great stat that blows people's minds. More people voted for Donald Trump in California than in Texas. And that's what people are like, whoa. I mean, that's how big the state of California is. But there are more Trump voters in California than there are in the state of Texas. Pretty wild to think about when you look at the 2020 election returns. So the question here is, can we get a win that would shock the entire Democratic establishment? Because they're bringing in all the big guns. Whether it's Kamala, whether it's Biden, whether it's Obama, they're all speaking out right now desperate for Gavin Newsom. He's a sweetheart of the Democrat establishment. They
1: love Gavin Newsom. He's very slick. He's very uh, telegenic, seems very smooth. I think they spent $30 million uh, last month uh, to try to keep him in office. I mean, they're spending huge amounts of money to keep this guy because there is a very clear dynamic at play here. There is an optic that will be hard for the Democrat spinsters to make go away. You lose... I mean, what what are the two blue strongholds? What what are the two bluest New of York blue? New York and California. It's New York and California, which is funny, of course, because you point out our largest by market audiences on a state level. Yes. It's probably New York, California. Te- well, I mean, I guess it just tracks population, too. But New York, yeah, California, extent, Texas, yeah. and then maybe Florida is right up there with Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of, as a lot of Republicans in New York and California, people forget this. There was a million registered, more than that, actually, I think, registered Republicans in New York City where I am. And that's why this show, where I'm, I'm here with them, Clay, behind enemy lines in the comedy lines. And there's, there's a lot of them out there listening in the, in the tri state area. (laughs) But the 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 narrative for the Democrats is going to be very clearly they lose their governor in New York during the pandemic, granted for sexual harassment reasons. But we all know that the other shoe was going to drop with the nursing home scandal over time. And if they lose the governor of California, too, people start to look at this and say, oh, so Democrats are just bad at leadership at the state level. I mean, ha- there's no way to avoid that narrative coming out in a very clear way. So this is a. Uh, This is, in a sense, their political
2: Maginot line, and we know how that one worked out. Well, that's a good historical reference there. Uh, I would say this, too. It is reflective, I think, already, even if Gavin Newsom ends up holding on to power, it's reflective that even in California, people are fed up with the restrictions. And I just keep coming back to it, because I think it's an important sign, a symbol of that uh, nature to which people are fed up, Full football stadiums book is a massive uh, middle finger to the Fauciites. When you have 70,000 people tonight, 75,000, whatever it is, watching Tampa Bay play against Dallas, that's a huge number of people that are saying we're ready to get back to normal. And that's really what is terrifying to the Democrats, because normalcy doesn't allow you to continue to have all of these dictatorial powers. And that's why they're so threatened by college football, by the fact that millions of college football fans went to games. And that's why I think tonight when the NFL kicks back off with this huge crowd, there's going to be a panic that sets is, in. Is there, and that is, panic is already starting to become apparent in California. Is
1: that, is that, uh, but we have to come back to the, we'll we'll dive into this uh, assault on Larry Elder and the media's lack of coverage uh, on it in just a second here. But is the stadium tonight indoor or Outdoor. Outdoor. So it's, so exactly. it's not covered is what I, I know stadiums are huge, yeah, but, but it's not a,
2: yeah, yeah. But to your point, it's a good one. This weekend, there are many covered stadiums that will be a hundred percent full. I mean, uh, I know the stadium, even if it's covered is huge, but it goes to the issue of
1: airflow, which people always underplay in these conversations. But what we've actually seen, and they don't want to talk about this, is that airflow and fresh air. May, it is more powerful than any of these other, than, than yes. masks, Masking. than plexiglass dividers, yes. than social distancing, that all these things, fresh air flowing in, more important by the numbers than that, based on... Which
2: is why shutting down the beaches oh, and yeah. the parks and the, uh you know, like pulling rims off of basketball hoops and taking down tennis nets, it was all... Even in a mad situation, the height of madness.
1: Yeah. If future generations will look back at the arrest of a lone paddleboarder at a beach off of Los Angeles. Yes. we violating covid restrictions as, mm-hmm. wow, people really lost their minds. But Clay, let's let's come back in in a second here to the, the, the here's here's what happened, folks, because we're just going to tell you about the incident. Then we'll come back and and unpack this a little bit in the media perspective or lack lack thereof, because they're not really covering it. Larry Elder's in uh, in Ven- Venice. By the way, is a really interesting? You've been to Venice, right, Clay? Really uh, Venice Beach, interesting, used to be phenomenal. It's falling. It's falling apart. Fall park. Park. It's it's a mess now. It used to be kind of cool, funky. A lot of you know, you walk along the boardwalk and you'd see you know the weightlifters and the tattoo artists and all this stuff. And now it's just like vagrancy everywhere, drug use, total mess. But Larry Elder's doing a walk to point out, like, this is what happens with these Democrat policies about, about uh, that affect homelessness, that affect drug use, crime. He gets attacked by what is believed to be a newsome supporter wearing a he's wearing a gorilla mask. I'm sorry. The, the attacker is wearing a gorilla mask. Yep, And it's a she. Uh, she's wearing I a gorilla a mask woman, yeah. and throws an egg and hits Larry Elder in the head. And the media is just kind of like, yeah, whatever. No, you know, no big deal. Clay, can we can we come back and unpack the the way this
2: would be treated? Yes. If it were I think a, that's the key. a different set, it would of- be an exact example of white supremacy. In the meantime, by the way, a lot of people want to run. A lot of people run in half marathons out there including Kevin in Texas, Buck. He's doing 13 miles, but before he started using Relief Factor, he had knee pain at mile marker five. That's not good if you have a bunch more miles to run, eight more, in fact. But with the Relief Factor, he's finishing all of his entire half marathon. And whether it's Kevin finding pain relief or your dad who loves to play golf sometimes, uh, 36 holes, my wife teaches and also works out aggressively. She needs to make sure that she can also be able to recover, and that's why Relief Factor works so well for nearly 70% of the people who try it. Drug-free, 100% drug-free, helps go after your joint pain, knee, hip, back, and shoulder pain, and it's created by doctors, scientific research, helps your body reduce pain and inflammation associated with aging, exercise, and everyday living. goes to the source of inflammation, and tons of our listeners are getting great relief.
1: Hundreds of thousands of people
2: have ordered Relief
1: Factor, Join the more than half a million people today who love this product and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. 95 Go to relieffactor.com. Again, that website is relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. My dad's taking it every day, and he's out on the golf course so much, I barely even see him these days. He's having a great time. relieffactor.com. That's the website. Or call 800-4-RELIEF. To get the 1995 3-week quick start developed for you, go to relieffactor.com or 800 call this number 800 the number 4 relief.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you, but consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every 3 seconds in the US. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: meet kelsey when she found out she was pregnant she wasn't sure where to turn but after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life
0: when a mother looks at her child through a sonogram it does something to you you know i ended up deciding to keep my son who is now five years old today He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him.
1: By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
2: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals
1: for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two,
2: Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Make sure you download the podcast. Don't miss a minute. We have talked about a bevy of subjects all week long. Got a good show for you coming tomorrow, by the way. Rudy Giuliani is going to be with us on the eve of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. That should be a really interesting conversation that we'll be able to have with him, America's mayor. You should go ahead and plan on that, I believe, 105 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. So in the second hour of the show tomorrow on Friday, uh, as we head into a weekend that will see us uh, honor the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks and the heroism that we saw responding to that. Now, opposite of heroism. As we set the table for you, Larry Elder, who may well be the next governor of California, would be the first black governor of the state of California, walking uh, in Venice Beach, which is a beautiful area of Los Angeles that has been in many ways revitalized over the last 15 years or so. For those of you who know, the L.A. area had turned into a vibrant part of town that many people wanted to, to, to visit And now it is descended into a homeless encampment. People want out of Venice Beach. They don't want to be living there anymore. And Larry Elder's walking through, and a white woman in a gorilla mask throws an egg at him. This video came out right after we went off the air, a couple hours maybe yesterday, Buck went viral among people like us who say, hey, maybe it's not a good thing for a white person dressed in a gorilla mask to be throwing eggs at uh, at, at, anyone, at, at but, anyone. But certainly a black gubernatorial candidate in the People's Republic of California. And what is the most intriguing about this to me, Buck, is the overall silence. In fact, many of you listening to us right now may be hearing about this incident for the first time, and I don't think there's any doubt That if this had happened to Kamala Harris, if this had happened to Stacey Abrams, if this had happened to Cory Booker, a prominent black politician, it would have been a sign of white supremacy. There would be hate crime investigations. We would know the name of the person who threw the egg and was wearing the gorilla mask. Within 15 minutes of it happening, they would be docs. They would lose their jobs. They would be uh, rabid, awful, horrible, racist the White House would probably issue a statement about it. I mean, just look at the response. Uh, one of our buddies, Dave Rubin, did a good job of this, going through and looking at all the things that were said by Democratic politicians about the fake hate crime Jesse Smollett case and compare it with the silence that has occurred surrounding Larry well, this, Elder. This goes this to is what, just failure and
0: yeah, hypocrisy. Yeah,
2: yeah. The unspoken reality here, Clay, is that
1: the Democrats... They won't. They won't say this out loud. Democrats don't believe that it is possible, really, to commit a hate crime against a Republican. There's no. There's no such thing in their minds. If you are a Republican, you are somehow part of the, the you know, the apparatus of oppression, and yes. so it doesn't matter what your gender, your gender identity, your race, your religion. It doesn't matter if you are a conservative. It is, and you all know this. Listening to this, Democrats believe this. Sometimes they might have to say, "Fine, fine, we'll put a hate crime charge on this situation." It's too obvious, you know. The person was yelling, I, yes. "I hate Republicans," and they're and you know and yelling some racial epithet, and they're like attacking a a minority Republican, you know, in, in some violent way. But generally speaking, the Democrats just accept that, or or their mentality is, it is not possible to create a hate crime or to cause a hate crime against someone who is ideologically conservative. This is really a tool. It is it is only meant as a legal and cultural uh, issue and protection for people the left likes.
2: That's what actually determines whether a hate crime has occurred. There's no doubt. And some people say, well, of course they're hypocritical. This is my argument for how you win. You don't win by getting CNN and MSNBC and New York Times and the Washington Post to cover this legitimately, you win by getting a large segment of the population that is persuadable to have what we call a red pill moment. And and sit back and think, wait a minute, you're right. This would be the lead story on CNN if this had happened to a black Democratic politician. This would be evidence of white supremacy and why it is so unsafe for minorities in America today. This would be their grist mill fuel for the narrative and, they want to sell, which is America's a horrible, awful, racist place.
1: And they are going to continue to be ruthless about all I mean, this is the what was it, Los Angeles Times called Larry Elder in, in an editorial. Of, yes. The black face of white supremacy. I mean, they're they're going all out because if Larry look, it's a it's I'm not gonna I don't want to mislead there. It. It's a little not a long shot, but the odds are against him. The odds are yes. against him. Gavin Newsom has a pretty comfortable lead in the polls. Larry Elder wins this recall. Gavin Newsom goes Biggest electoral shock since Trump won in 2016, in my opinion. I think you make that case. But, you know, Clay, we'll come back into this in a second. Your family probably, folks, has years of memories, all nicely captured on videotapes and picture albums. Super 8 film, maybe? Remember Super 8? Runs the gamut, right? That's how things were collected back in the day, but now that's not watchable, it's not shareable. Legacy Box is our sponsor who digitally transfers all those memories, and you can create a digital collection of the moments that have shaped your family and ensure they're always within reach and you can easily share them with future generations the homecomings, the weddings, all the great stories. Sharing them is the only way to ensure they're never forgotten for your whole family. So you can have your aging tapes, films, and photos digitally preserved, and the moments from your family's history can always be shared and enjoyed by future generations. I've done this. It's so easy. And right now, Clay,
2: 50% off. Where do they go? You can trust them to take care of your memories. You go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Take advantage of this offer right now. 50% off. Again, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Use your kit immediately. Do it today. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 50% off one more time. LegacyBox.com slash Clay.
1: Thanks for riding here with us on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. This is Buck and we are still going strong here with a lot more to get to. I mean, Clay and I, at this point in the show, usually we have this fast and furious cutting room floor situation. Okay. (laughs) We got, we got four stories left, two segments. What are we, we always have more to get to, which is also why we encourage you to listen to the podcast in case you missed anything today, uh, because we cover a lot of ground here. We, We cover hopefully with enough depth, but also we move through it pretty quickly. Um, Two things I want to get to. One is the teachers' unions straight-up bullying the White House and the CDC on mask policy in schools, which I'm just going to say, not surprising at all, but we've got the documents. We've got receipts, as the kids say, of what actually happened here. It's not about the science. It's about politics. We'll get to that. But first, there was a, a back and forth. You know, Clay and I have been asking the question today in the show, the beginning of the show, how can Fauci still have a job? I mean, think about... What a disaster all the COVID response has been. And even if you think it's not Fauci's fault, if you want to be a Fauci defender, fine. Well, not fine, but that's a whole other conversation. Shouldn't we at least bring in some fresh thinking? Shouldn't we bring in somebody else to be the the voice and the face of the mitigation movement, so to speak? Well, you add that to the 900 pages of documents that The Intercept got that say that there was, in fact, U.S. funding from a cutout cut from Fauci at the NIH, in in essence, using Peter Dajak and the EcoHealth Alliance. Money went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology to do gain-of-function research, U.S. taxpayer dollars. Peter Ducey, who has the, the great job of being one of the only people who gets to ask or will ask and gets to ask real questions in the White House press corps, had a, quite an exchange with Jen Psaki today on this one. And you can just see that they're all Fauciites in this White House.
2: You've said from
3: that podium that under no circumstance would President
2: Biden ever fire Dr. Fauci. Is that still the case since Fauci told Congress DNIH never funded gain of function research for coronaviruses in Wuhan? But documents published by the Intercept suggest that is not true, which would mean that he misled Congress.
0: Well, first, I would say that NIH uh, has
1: uh, refuted uh, that reporting, um, and I would point you to that. But let me give you some highlights of that. Uh, NIH has never approved any research that would make a coronavirus more dangerous to humans. I reminded that there are previous and different coronaviruses than the existing one we're battling. And the body of science produced by this research demonstrates that the bad coronavirus sequence published from that work uh, NIH supported were not uh, COVID, the, the strain, COVID-2 strain. Uh, so what he said was correct. So
3: his job is safe. Correct.
1: Oh, his job is safe, Clay. I, just like we've been saying, you, this
2: just happened, by the way. This just occurred in the last hour or so. Good job by Peter Ducey asking that question. Uh, clearly Jen Psaki was prepared for it, and she is, again, what I would say is all of these defenses are very lawyered up. And when I say somebody warriors up, what I mean is they know that they are oftentimes in peril. And so they start to try to craft a very distinct defense that is different than uh, just like the blanket denial. Right. What Jen Psaki there is trying to say is, well, we may have paid for gain of function research, but it wasn't the gain of function research on this particular covid virus. Whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. It still doesn't disprove the fact that we paid for gain-of-function research in the Wuhan virology labs, which then ended up losing or somehow getting the COVID back, uh, COVID virus out. So just pay attention to what is being said. They're trying to finesse a very tiny needle here, uh, difference between what they did, and what he was saying they did in his testimony, so that, again, we talked about this yesterday, Buck, one of the most challenging cases to make is perjury, because perjury requires so many concrete elements, and it's hard to prove intent. Sometimes people just misspeak. Well, Sometimes well to, they to Congress, I mean, people go to yes. prison
1: all the time for 1001 violations. That's the FBI's favorite statute, lying to federal officers.
2: That's the best one. right? Well, that's, but it still is... A challenge to prove that somebody lied to Congress, right? Like that is, there's a relatively difficult, very few people go to
1: prison. You said perjury, broadly speaking, people go to prison for perjury frequently, but to Congress? And when was the last time you heard somebody who wasn't a Trump supporter, by the way, who
2: got sent for uh, lying to Congress? And, and a lot of times, by the way, you know, you plead down if they catch you, you uh, you can get caught in a blatant lie because you're not expecting. This is what happens a lot, right? The FBI shows up at people's doors. They panic. They're not expecting to get quizzed on something. And they say something that can be proven to be false. What I'm saying here, if Fauci is doing and what the White House are doing, this is all lawyered up. They are preparing their defense in advance because they know that Fauci yeah. is ethically in a tough spot, and they're trying to argue that he's not uh, culpable, even though I think reasonable listeners would argue that he is.
1: I mean, Fauci's got to go, and I know yes. that they're dug in on this one, and they we, we've discussed this, why they don't want to let Fauci go, because... First of all, I think there are the same way there are parents who are completely detached from the reality of the numbers and really believe that their child will die unless they're wearing a loosely dra- draped face cloth yes. for part of the day. Um, there are also people who think that without Fauci, they couldn't sleep at night. I mean, Fauci has become their little totalitarian Smurf security blanket, and that's what they don't want to ever give up. I mean, they like to have this guy. It does. If you're a CNN watcher, And first of all, you think that CNN is real journalism, which is hilarious to begin with. You see Fauci come on TV, you probably think, oh, okay, we'll be okay. We need to see more Fauci, you know? And so they don't want to let him go. We do need to push for him to get fired even though it's not going to happen because eventually it may become such an outcry that they at least make him step down or step aside in some way or just not be the primary spokesperson well, that's what i mean i mean they you know that they yeah. sideline him can hide way. him somewhere and i i actually think that the trump administration probably should have fired him but that's look that's that is i'll admit that's monday morning quarterbacking now but in you know if i am monday morning quarterbacking i think it would have been worth it to get rid of him early on but i i got to say clay this this uh, series of emails as well from the National Education Association, NEA, one of the is it the biggest or the second biggest teachers union? I was the I think they're the biggest. AF I think they're the biggest, and American Federation of teachers might be number two. But anyway, it's a huge teachers union. And really teachers unions are just Democrat super PACs that hold your kids hostage and get and get Democrat politicians elected. I mean, that's actually what the function of the teachers unions is at the national level. And they're even able to go toe-to-toe with the White House. And here this was this was published on foxnews.com. White House officials uh changed and the CDC changed their mass guidance in schools in response to the NEA, the teachers union sending a draft statement to the White House saying that they were going to publicly harshly criticize them and our so-called health experts in the CDC clay bent the knee and begged forgiveness from the filthy, underhanded Teachers Union commissars right away.
2: How embarrassing is this? I know, And again, I know the hypocrisy doesn't surprise a lot of you who listen to us every day because we try to bring you the facts every day. But for the Biden White House to claim that all they care about is the science and they're going to follow the science and uh, they believe in science. Remember, that was all the stuff that Biden said when he was running his campaign. And then all it takes is the NEA uh, the teachers association to say, hey, we're going to call you out and they immediately abandon the science. It's absolutely embarrassing. By the way, going online without Express VPN is also embarrassing because you need to make sure that you use your smartphone with some protection. Because right now, all it takes is them trying to get your information. If you don't know what Express VPN is, it's a virtual private network that creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so your sensitive data can't be stolen if you don't have expressvpn every time you connect to an unencrypted network your online data not secured any hacker can steal your personal data and the great thing about this is it's easy to use you can download the app once sign up every time you're online Fire up the app, boom, click one button, and you're protected, whether it's a phone, a laptop, a tablet, or more. Buck, how do people get protected? Go to expressvpn.com
1: slash Clay and Buck right now. Just go to this website. I've got the app on my phone, and it's running, and it's so easy. You don't have to be tech savvy. Look, I'm not tech savvy. So easy. You'll be up and running in minutes, and you'll be protected online. Expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck, and you can get an extra three months free when you go to that link. ExpressVPN.com slash Clay Buck. Three months free on a one-year package. Go check it out today. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life.
0: When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him.
1: By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
2: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? Welcome back in. Final segment, Thursday edition of the program. I'm about to hop a flight, go to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Look forward to meeting some of you Texas and Arkansas fans. I'll be doing the radio show from Fayetteville tomorrow. Also, want to remind you uh, tomorrow is the day before the 20th anniversary of 9 11, and at 105 Eastern, we are scheduled to be joined by Rudy Giuliani to talk about his experience as the mayor of New York City. I'm sure Buck and I will also be reflecting on 9-11, our personal remembrances, what the experience was like, and we'll probably take some of your calls to discuss that as well. Should be a somber but hopefully ennobling show as well as we approach the 20th anniversary of that tragic day. Uh, We haven't taken any calls yet, Buck, but I think we decided, hey, let's go ahead and let some people have uh, their ability to voice their comments on probably 15 different stories that we've been discussing over the course of today's show, which is why, by the way. You need to make sure you go subscribe to the podcast. You can scroll through. Everybody's busy. Maybe you missed the discussion on a topic that you're super interested in, uh, and you can go look at it by the hour. Zoom right in. Listen to us talk about something you're concerned about, and uh, make sure you never miss it. So search out Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. And go sign up today. And it is caller's choice on topic, and we've got every line
1: lit. Let's get to it. Jeremiah in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hey, Jeremiah. Hey, Buck. I left a $200,000 a year job contracting in Afghanistan to come to paramedic school in Iowa. And I finally got into school last week, and they, college doesn't require the vaccine, but all the clinical sites do. So, just like they got you at your brother's wedding, Clay, they're coming after you, buddy. You're going to have to get the shot eventually.
2: You know, it's funny, uh, and that's not a funny story you told, but I was out last night at a fundraising event, and one of my buddies, he was like, I'm kind of rooting for you, Clay, to be like the last guy who won't get the vaccine. Again, I've already had COVID. But he's like, because everywhere you look, there's new restrictions coming in. And sooner or later, something that you have to do is going to mandate that you get the vaccine. I mean, Clay, right? what, That's would what happen trying if, to if,
1: do. if college and NFL football games required vaccine passports?
2: You're, you know what I mean? But at that point, I, I, my, yeah, I'll I'm taking my kids. To, uh, to the NFL this weekend. My 10-year-old's about to turn 11. That's what he wanted to do. They haven't required it yet where I go. But yes, and yeah. my concern, Buck, is the president's going to speak at five and he's going to issue all these uh, continuing mandates. And my big concern is they're going to try to do it for airplane flights. Let me that's, say this.
1: That's the big way. That's yeah. the big way that'll happen. We've been saying that for a while. They're also going to push on the private sector side. By the way, Jeremiah, thank you for calling in. Sorry you're dealing with that. I just say to people, and, and look, I, I get it. I mean, here in New York, Everywhere, everywhere I'm going now, pretty much they're saying, you know, show me your papers, show me your papers. Every restaurant, every bar, all these different places. And for people we'll say, oh, you got to hold out. Look, I actually think masking, masking annoys me because it is utterly point. Like, there, masking doesn't even protect you for six months or three months or whatever. That's right, utterly pointless. But I have to fly, and like an idiot, we all have to sit there on planes. Now you can be an anti-mask person. Uh, when it comes to flying, you'll also be an arrested person who will never be allowed to fly <laughs> yeah. that airline again. That's right. The state is coercing. I disagree with the level of taxation in America. But if I refuse to pay my taxes, they're going to come and arrest me. This is why I'm fighting for changes in the policies. Uh, it's it's very easy. You know, if anyone who's flown right now listening to this, you've had to wear a mask no matter how dumb it is. And you know that because they're they're ironclad about it on planes. Teresa in Salt Lake City, Utah. What's going on?
0: Hey, so I have a point to make, and then I just want to throw something at you. Um, masks, okay. I'm a painter by trade, and we wear N95s except during COVID, where we had to wear stupid masks. And the thing about the N95 is they have to be changed every four hours. And even after you're done spraying, you take it off and you still look like you've done a ton of cocaine, okay? That's just the (laughs) truth. They do not help. Secondly, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this, how there's so many breakthrough cases right now has anybody thought about the fact that because the efficacy of this drug has just hit rock bottom, that maybe it is turning your immune system against you?
1: Okay, you your Teresa. First of all, great, two great comments to great, great comments. Yeah. So Clay and I have been talking. So I, here's the thing. Teresa. Excellent. Thank you so much. And and we'll address this in, in a moment here. I've been talking to doctors who so have clay. Some of our we have our respective MD brain trusts of people that we can go to, who we cannot. We cannot have them on the show. We cannot because they will lose their license, or they will be you know they'll get death threats or whatever. And they're just trying those to. Things, and yes. I want to keep good doctors who aren't crazy in the hospital system. Thank you very much. I want to keep doctors who don't worship Fauci in the medical profession. Yes. Uh, so, but we've been talking to them, and there are some, there are some theories out there about. How we're at this level of cases right now, I will say they make sense and they are very bad for the Biden administration vax policy situation.
2: But I think we got it. Clay, right? We I don't want to start rolling them. our it's side a little early. What we will say is this Buck and I like off the air. And that's why I was. I was Teresa asked. I think it was Teresa. Such a smart question. And I said, like, hey, are you eavesdropping We were on us? just because talking about this. We literally, during a commercial break, were sharing data back and forth, and we were saying, look, and this is what science is, right? Not that we are scientists, certainly, but you look at observable data, the facts, and you try and reverse engineer, why would that be occurring? For instance, in the last break, we were looking at the data in Scotland, and Scotland has over a 90% vax rate, and yet they are setting every single day new records of cases, infections, hospitalizations and hospitalizations, which yes. is
1: the point that they've been clinging to. Oh, no, you won't get that sick. Right. That's turning
2: out to not be as true as they've been saying as well. So what is happening there? Why is that data telling us a story? And what is that data's relationship with vaccination and COVID. And the question we started off today's show with, which hardly anybody's discussing, if you compare the number of people that are hospitalized right now on this exact date compared to last year, when we had no vaccine, we had no treatment that was widely available, right, and free. Yeah, up 300%.
1: This is how we started out the show. That's how we start off the show. And there's no... There's no explanation forthcoming from the Fauciites at all. Look, I I do I will say this. I will admit this, unlike Fauci and the rest, I'm not a scientist, not a doctor, neither is Clay, but we read a lot about this and have been all along, and we have scientists and doctors who are reaching out to us all the time. I mean, you start looking around, doing some research, not just on the numbers, but on different things that do exist, like antibody dependent enhancement, things like that. You Google that, you start to see it, you say, We need answers here from Fauci and the rest of them. We need to know what the heck is really going on because it doesn't clay it just doesn't make it doesn't sense Doesn't add up we will address this in more detail tomorrow we're going to line up all of our theories and all the data and try to come out with at least some some theories we're not saying we've got the answers we do not have the answers right now about this one we're also going to reflect on 9-11 tomorrow it changed your lives it changed our lives what does it mean for the nation going forward that'll be on the clay travis and buck sexton show
2: You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network.
0: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points.
3: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
0: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
1: Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home
2: independently. Tunnel the Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel the Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes.
1: The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T, org. slash iHeart.